Hello everyone, this is Jean Galea from WP Mayor and WP RSS Segregator. With me as a co-host, I have James Laws, and this is the Mastermind.fm podcast. Hey, how's everyone doing? My name is James. I'm from uh, the CEO of WP Ninjas, most well known for our Ninja Forms WordPress plugin. Right, and uh, this this episode is kind of an introductory episode. We'll be kind of talking about ourselves and our businesses and why we decided to start this mastermind um, uh, podcast. Yeah, so we, we, we've been actually planning this for <laughs> several months, but just have not been able to line up our schedules to sit down and actually do the recording. But it's something that we've wanted to do for some time is just to kind of get together, talk about business in general, um, the processes within our businesses uh, to help others deal with that. And we kind of picked this name, mastermind.fm, because I think both of us are in mastermind groups. So why don't we start with that? Uh, Jean, why don't you explain what a mastermind is for those who may not be as familiar with, with what that is? Definitely. So the concept of a mastermind is basically to have a group of can be just two people and can be up to say five people that's the kind of range that works best i guess and the aim of the mastermind is to give feedback to each other so in our mastermind me and james basically connect every say two weeks and we kind of give a roundup of what we've been working on and any challenges that we might be facing and usually the other person can sort of look through a different perspective and maybe has some experience in what you're going through and give you some honest feedback on uh, what you could do to solve your problems. Yeah, and and these masterminds can, as he kind of said, right, they can take up any kind of shape or form. So you may have a mastermind just of peers who are all kind of in the same sector of business. You may also have masterminds where you have people kind of bridging gaps of difference. So you may have product people and SaaS people and services people um, talking about their challenges and then people, try, you know, each other tries to figure out how do I apply what they're learning to my different kind of business. And like you said, we have one that's two. I'm in another one that's in that's five people. Uh, so they come in all different shapes and sizes. Uh, so that's kind of the, I think, kind of the concept of the podcast, right? To, to kind of create a uh, open mastermind that everybody can kind of listen in on. Like, let's talk about this and and kind of debate and challenge and and uh, stuff like that. And I think we should also mention that we're in different on different continents. Actually, I'm in Barcelona, yeah. and James, you're in uh, in the good old United States. Yep. <laughs> specifically, I mean. Uh, Specifically, right? Oh, I mean, well, if you want to get really specific, I'm in Cleveland, Tennessee. So, yeah. yeah, that's what we wanted to know. Yeah, so I'm in this little town in the middle of the in the middle of the country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's an important point to note as well, because you might have uh, thought that masterminds should be like an in-person gathering, but increasingly there's something that's done online via Skype or Google Hangouts. So. Actually, one of the good things about this kind of remote work philosophy and also masterminds is bridging gaps between countries. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it opens, yeah, it definitely opens up to having uh, peer relationships and, and business relationships with people all over the world. And it opens your eyes in your own business to some 
perhaps weaknesses that you don't realize? We've had some conversations about even around pricing when you're dealing with a business that sells internationally. So there are challenges and having having a conversation with somebody who's there, you know, in those different regions um, can really help in kind of breaking down what, you know, what those challenges are and, and maybe start to solve some of those problems. I don't think we've solved any yet, but we'll get there, right? Um, so we're doing this mastermind podcast. Uh, how does that? How does this podcast going to differ from a traditional mastermind? Like, what are our, at least at least starting out? What are our goals for this podcast? Yeah, I think first of all, we should be. Our mission is to encourage more openness within the WordPress community. Not only, I mean, there is a lot of openness, but this kind of openness where we're exposing our mastermind sessions to a wider public, of course. And uh, rather than uh, just keeping it closed between us. And I think this, I mean, I, I've listened to a lot of other podcasts and I've benefit, benefited Im- immensely from following the conversations uh, between other people, just talking to each other, not only in the WordPress sphere, but also in other disciplines. And I've found it tremendously useful. So I guess that's our main overarching goal. But more specifically, I think we'll be talking about the business of selling WordPress products. But I obviously I don't exclude going even broadening the range of what we're speaking about. Yeah, I think you and I have di- kind of decided that we're at least for these first few episodes, we're going to keep this really open and flexible because we don't I, you, we don't know what we don't know when it comes into podcasting and how our conversations are going to steer future episodes and what our listeners are going to kind of questions our listeners are going to ask and so they may direct us. Obviously, our experience is in selling WordPress products. That's what we we both do that. And so we're going to be able to talk, I, I would assume, right, the, the, at least from an from a knowledge base, we're going to have, be able to speak the most intelligently on those topics. Uh, but we can we can definitely delve into some other topics, as I know we are always broadening our spectrum of business and what we're touching. So there's definitely a lot of opportunity there. Uh, so I guess at this point, it would be a good idea to kind of talk about like why we should be doing this. Like why, why should you be listening to us in this podcast of a mastermind? So let's start, John, with you. Let's talk about your business. What exactly is your business? You mentioned a plugin. You mentioned a, a the news site that you offer. Let's unpack that for us a little bit more. Yeah, so if I go back a few years. I started with WordPress in around 2007. And at that point, I was just finishing university and starting off my freelancing gigs. And further, further on, I just um, built an agency in my home country, which is Malta. And uh, following that, my dream was always to travel the world. So obviously, agency, heading an agency was a bit difficult. And that's what started me on uh, blogging. Uh, I started WPMail.com back in 2010. Now it's five years old. And that's where I started blogging with the aim of eventually having it fund my travels, basically. Um, That was quite successful, actually. And I spent actually the last four years traveling. Now I'm quite settled in Barcelona. And uh, um, the plugin part of it is, the plugin is called WPRSS Aggregator. It's an RSS feed import plugin. And I started that around three years ago. I was actually in Thailand at the time. Um, So I've kind of done uh, a bit of everything with regards to what you can do with WordPress agency work, product development, blogging. Uh, 
So I guess that's what I bring to the table, this wide experience in these three different Very spheres. Cool. How about you, James? Well, uh, so I, I got into WordPress uh, in 2005. And before that, I had been doing Flash websites. <laughs> I know. Uh, anybody who remembers that, it was a hellacious experience. But I was doing Flash websites, mostly static sites. And I had started blogging. And so I had been searching for a blogging platform, uh, played around with several and then finally settled on WordPress. Um, at that time, it, WordPress isn't nearly as matured as it is today, uh, but it worked. And you know, I started with that. Then I started modifying themes because I was doing a little bit of client work here and there. Um, really small stuff. I wasn't. I wouldn't say my put myself in an agency area. It was just kind of like when a project came up, I'd do it. But I was still working full time doing other things as well. Um, mostly web work, but it was always for another company. Uh, usually like a webmastering, a small e-commerce site or something like that. Uh, so then uh, as I started building out more WordPress sites and getting more and more involved, I had a client that required some special needs um, around forms. And so uh, my partner and I, Kevin, uh, were playing around with building that out and that feature set for them and thought, oh, this, this might be something other people may want to use. And at that time, you know, there are other obviously form plugins and there had, were form plugins at that time, but I wasn't in the WordPress community and in the WordPress no. I didn't even really have a full understanding of the, the plugin ecosystem that WordPress had at that time. So the idea of using somebody else's plugin and extending it for my needs wasn't something I was familiar with. So the idea was really just to build our own. For one reason or another, we kept pushing forward and forging ahead regardless of a really saturated market. And it really just eventually took off. And I, I like to say Ninja Forms uh, found us. We didn't find it. Like we, you know, Ninja Forms kind of discovered us in this product market and we just kind of forged ahead with that. Uh, so we have Ninja Forms as our main WordPress plugin. That's pretty much exclusively what we do. I have a small company. Uh, we have six full-time staff members uh, and one part-time staff member. And then there's my partner and myself. Uh, that's, that's kind of what the company does. And we build products exclusively. We have another product called Ninja Demo, uh, which lets WordPress product people demonstrate their, their software in a sandboxed environment where they don't collide with other users. Um, but that's that's what we do. So we've both built businesses. Uh, now you have a staff too, right? Uh, yeah. As far as, so what's what's a, what's your company size look like right now? So we're six people as well. Obviously, all distributed, and uh, that's the point where we differ in our businesses. Okay. In your case, you're all based in the same office, right? Another difference. And uh, in my case, I've been running a remote businesses business yep. by necessity, basically, because I was traveling and uh, I couldn't have the sort of um, possibility of running an office in one location. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So that is one big difference, right? Like out of necessity, you were traveling, you were really trying to live more of that, the nomadic lifestyle of being able to see every, go everywhere, anywhere you want to and still make a living. Uh, whereas I was pretty well liked where I was. I'm not, not that I don't like to travel, but I'm not one who wants to be traveling all the time. I'm a little bit of a homebody. Uh, so it was, for me, it was just, I liked this area and I had this vision that I wanted to work with a team personally. Um, I've always had this thing where 
and I, I don't know if everybody has this feeling, but I always wanted to start a business where 20 years later, we could all get around, like have a bonfire, have a dinner, and we're all friends, and we could say, look at what we built. Like, look at what we did over the last 20 years. Not just with people that I know or people that I interact with on video or something like that, but my friends. Like, we were, we were truly friends, and we did this awesome thing. And that was kind of my the catalyst of me wanting to hire locally, which definitely creates challenges because that means, you know, if you're looking for development challenge in a town of 60,000 people, it's a lot more difficult than if you're remote and you have the pool of the entire world, like who's available. So there are definitely some challenges. So that was my, that was my motive. You know, you shared a little bit about yours, you know, out of necessity traveling. And mine was, I just wanted to build a local team that I could see face to face and have that kind of energy and camaraderie uh, around a, a business or a product or a service yeah i mean uh, there's there's no good or bad way to do to go about absolutely um, definitely wordpress th- the fact that we're working with wordpress gives us the facility of drawing on a huge talent pool from people around the world certainly and that's a, a big advantage i mean wherever i've been to be it thailand mexico europe i've always just walked into cafes and seen people working with WordPress and that I, I actually just started conversing with people just because they had their WordPress <laughs> open. So that's a fantastic that, that's very cool uh, way to meet people and yeah, future partners actually as well. And that's something I'm actually kind of envious of, right? Because when you travel and you go to a you know, conference or even like you said, just walking into a, co- into a cafe and seeing who's working uh, and start starting up conversations, you meet somebody and like a developer who you think, man, this person's sharp. We connect. We're, we're, we're you know, there is, there's a synergy between the two of us. I'm going to offer them a job like because I can do that. Whereas I meet these people and I'm like, you're really cool. We'll keep in touch. But, you know, that's not my business at the moment. And, and the truth is, too, I think you want to make the point, too, of when you're starting a business, there is, like you said, there's no right or wrong way as far as structuring your team. People building remotely have proven it works and works really well. Automatic is a ginormous remote company. Everyone is remote. Um, and there are teams that are centered around a locale, and that works as well. But the other thing to think is nothing is terminal. You don't always have to be remote. You don't always have to be local. If you decide you want to transition you can do that. Now, I would, I, I would say, I don't know which is diff, more difficult. I would think transitioning from being remote and trying to bring your team in, that's going to be really hard. Um, but I would think being local, to start adding remote team members, that should be a pretty easy transition. So if you want to do that, and I think someday we probably will end up there um, someday. We may just hit, you know, we may kind of dry up, the, you know, dry up the pool here of talent that we may have to either develop our own talent or look elsewhere. Yeah, I definitely think it's possible to transition. Uh, probably it's obviously more difficult to transition from a remote setup to a local based setup. Certainly. Uh, I, I, I will add one thing, though. Um, I'm working out of a co-working space at the moment, and one of my colleagues there was working in a remote team. Um, uh, but now they've transitioned to sort of a mixed setup Mm -hmm. and uh, he does have problems with just losing touch with his colleagues you know because since they're all based in the same location they're working on things like in the same time zone 
with close proximity. So when you're working remotely, everything goes on tools like Slack, for example. And when you have a mixed team, you're going to get some kind of leakage of information that isn't shared publicly on Slack, but is just done by word of mouth in an office environment. So it can be very tricky to combine the two together. Yeah, I think I think that's that is the the most difficult model, right? Where you say we have a large portion who are remote, and then and and and, a, and an equally large portion that are local. So you have this kind of divide, and you have to think that the people who see each other face to face are going to have a different, more intimate connection with each other and a more uh, a deeper camaraderie than those who are remote. And so there is always going to be this tension there that you, as a as an owner, have to kind of figure out how do I bring my team together so that they all feel like they're on an equal footing. So yeah, I think transitioning from that re- regard could be really difficult. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to keep. Like if you're seeing your office-based colleagues playing ping pong, you know, going out for drinks, <laughs> I mean, you feel you feel a bit left out, you know, so that's hard. Yeah, that would be tough. That would be tough. And we do that and we do both of those things a lot here at the office. Yeah. So I could imagine somebody be remote, like seeing all this stuff. And, you know, and for us, for culture, we do lots of silly things, but we take lots of pictures of what we're doing as we're doing it in videos. And we promote that. That's a part of our culture. So we, we want to share that with our our users and our customers so that they're, you know, so that they kind of know the people behind the business that they're dealing with. But I would think if I was remote and I'm seeing all these uh, like tweets going out and pictures going out of, of all these people playing, having their ping pong term- tournament in the middle of the day going, wait a minute, you know, like this is, this feels, I wonder if that would draw people in like, all right, maybe, maybe I want to be a part of a local team. Like, I don't know. It depends, you know. There's trade-offs, right? There are trade-offs. If you're on a beach in Thailand, maybe. Yeah, right. (laughs) Not not too bad at all. That's hilarious. Um, Yeah, so those are just that's just one difference between our business, right? Um, Another difference really is you started from the news side, or you know what I mean, a content side, content marketing side of of it, um, and then transitioned into business into a product business, um, and you have not left the content marketing uh, space. You're still doing that. Um, whereas I haven't really done any content marketing. I just kind of dove from doing like side projects here and there and then dove into products. Um, and now we're just trying to start kind of doing more content marketing, but not quite on the level of WP Mayer, not quite mm-hmm. that, that heavy. I mean, WP Mayer has been largely a labor of love. It's, it started off with me just learning stuff and like sort of solidifying that knowledge by writing about it and sharing it with the rest of the world and sort of the open source spirit. And I think it grew into a business at a later stage, you know, two years down the line and further. It wasn't really, I wasn't really planning any content marketing or anything of the sort. However, I must say that it gives me a very good idea of what's happening within the community and also kind of like what plugins are needed, what people are having problems with. Because I'm getting these emails every day, you know, from people who have problems from the business side and also from the user side. So it gives me, it helps me get a good pulse on the community and what's happening. So you have kind of a, a huge user incubator uh, to vet ideas. So I guess that, that brings up the question, do you have other products on the in the pipeline based on some of these conversations? <laughs> I do, I do. It's just a question of, getting to work and 
going through everything you know yeah one of the biggest frustrations i have is actually seeing all the needs for products that i couldn't possibly develop myself yeah yeah we're in the same space i mean we have i have my partner who is a developer i'm i'm a pseudo developer i wouldn't really put myself in heavy development but i can i can make my way around some code but my partner is one of our, our devs and then we have another senior dev and another junior dev and we have one remote who's part-time remote and planning on moving here locally and be becoming a part of the local team. But, you know, we just have the one, you know, the one main product is our big thing, but we spend so much time on that. I can't, I don't know how these other companies like are building out products like crazy. And I'm like, ah, like we, all of our energy is, is on Ninja Forms right now. And that may change in the future, but it's a, it's a, it's it's interesting when you hear how other people can push out products, and I feel like sometimes we're like, no, we can handle one. <laughs> like that's about what we can really handle. Yeah, I think that's something we could talk about in a future episode. I mean, I'm I'm really into systemizing uh, a business. Yeah, and that's what gives me the possibility of running two businesses at once at the moment. I could never be on top of both things unless there are people who are helping me. Yep. And we have proper systems in place. And that's something I've been very passionate about. Uh, it might be your thing or not, but it definitely works if you want to sort of do the serial entrepreneur kind of thing. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's interesting. I th definitely think it's a topic that we need to uh, unpack and, and see what we can bring out of that. And if I can learn something from that to, you know, kind of restructure my people to focus so that we can um, take on a larger load, um, I think that'll be great. Of course, you know, we're in a big development cycle because we're we're taking Ninja Forms in its two-point iteration, moving it to a three-point. But the big the big part of that is we've com we are completely rewriting the code base. So it's not like, well, we're just our developers are busy fixing bugs. No, it's they are rewriting the entire code base. And Ninja Forms is a really large plugin that does a lot of stuff. So yeah, you know, there's the reasons why that bandwidth isn't there for development. Um, and that was a that was a strategic choice for us as a company to push Ninja Forms further. But um, I think even you know, I think after 3.0, we might feel more that room to start being strategic about okay how do we systemize our business and and get people um focusing on a product and then focusing on for future development of a new product so yeah and i think we should also mention that both our businesses are very young you know yeah and the people who are working with us have only been with us say one two years at max so until you can get this sort of culture infused in your people it's hard to systemize and delegate stuff as well yeah i mean our our longest employee so far just crossed the year mark two months ago. So yeah, and everybody else has been hired this calendar year. So yeah, our team has kind of grown really, really fast. And so we, I, I have said that, like a lot of people are like, well, your team has grown so bad. You have such a decent sized team. Why, you know, what's the issue? And I'm like, it, when you bring some, all these people on, it takes time for them to get up to speed, especially since we didn't hire people who were WordPress professionals. We didn't. We hired people who knew support but didn't know product. We hired people who knew development but didn't know WordPress. You know, they knew PHP but they didn't know WordPress. Um, our junior dev is actually doesn't didn't know development at all. Like we're bringing him in, we're teaching him. We're kind of an immersive apprenticeship and letting him learn development through that process. Uh, kind of 
co um, peer coding with our senior developer. So there is definitely this idea of when you have a young company and you're bringing people in, it takes time to develop them to where they can own their part of the business and take it for, further than you could of yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something we could delve into in a further episode. The question of hiring, how do you hire, from where, what knowledge do they have? It's a very interesting approach in your case as well, since you don't hire necessarily from the WordPress community. Um, while I tend to try to find people who already have some experience, also because we're remote and I have limited access to teach the people who will be joining. Absolutely. Um, and I, I guess so the bigger point to the to all, so we've talked about a lot of things and in, in, in talking about our differences, we've come up with several topics that a mastermind might try to unpack as a group and say, you know, what can I learn from uh, your business, which is completely distributed, um, trying to be more systematized because of the fact that, you know, you don't have the time to do the same kind of training. So you kind of have to put people in place and trust and kind of create that that divide where I'm bringing in people who are completely inexperienced and bringing them through an onboarding process and training them to be the people which might have greater cost on the front end for me, but might return really huge, uh, you know, huge profit in the end from doing that, going through that process. But there's a lot of topics. And so the thing I would say is we're going to open this up on our site. We're going to have a form on there for your topics, the things that you guys are dealing with as a business challenges, questions you might have for us, knowing if you, if you know something about our business and you just want to uh, have us unpack that for you so that you can have a greater insight as to what we're doing or why we've made decisions that we've made. Um, we're going to have a form on there so that you can ask all of those questions. Um, and as we develop further, we'll, I'm sure we'll be more active in Twitter and, and some other places uh, where we can have some greater communication for you to ask those questions. But we'll answer those because, as you can see, there's no end to the types of topics that we will want to discuss. But we really want to know what you want to hear so that we can take, you know, take those topics a little bit further. Excellent. So I guess the competition at the end of this first episode will be guessing which forms plugin you'll be using on the mastermind.fm <laughs> site. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't, don't think too hard on that. So. <laughs> All right, guys. So I guess we can wrap up this first episode and uh, we'll be back soon with our second episode where we'll be kind of diving deeper into some of the things we've discussed in our in this today's first episode yeah as we wrap this up real quick uh jean how can people get in touch with you off the podcast yeah so i'm on twitter at jean galea and also on wp mayor you can tweet to at wp mayor awesome if you want to get in touch with me you can check out my personal site is jameslaws.com and my twitter is at jameslaws uh, so thanks for listening we appreciate it and i uh, hope you tune in to our next episode thank you